0: to the home studio hangout podcast with your host joshua and
1: me we're here so, today me? with our friend <laughs> lee <laughs> hi and we're gonna talk uh, about
0: things
2: bunch of stuff that i have a list for lee what's up man how you doing i'm good how are you glad to have you back you texted me like not no lie like two months ago and yeah. was like and was like, "Yo, when can I do that podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> I got some crap I want to talk
1: about." I don't even remember what I wanted to talk about.
2: Uh, the first thing on our list, hybrid mixing and outboard oh. gear.
1: Oh. Yeah, now I remember.
2: Yeah. You you specifically wanted to talk about outboard gear, I think. Yeah. But uh yeah, you mentioned that you also wanted in your like little pre-note thing that you wanted to talk about some hybrid mixing so uh but what's been up with you since we talked last let's see we've been down On there here? twice since we talked yeah, last
1: i mean i've seen y'all like a couple times since then in real I life know. uh <laughs> i don't know you know just been the same old thing writing mixing working with a bunch of people uh I just got back from Portland. I went on vacation to Portland and Seattle for New Year's, and that was cool. Didn't get COVID there. Heck yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, you know. There. Yeah. So, it was cool. It was cool. Um, Been working on, like, creating a home mixing room so that I can kind of, like, do stuff not at the studio all the time. And maybe, like, be able to stay home with my dogs so they don't pee everywhere every day.
2: (laughs) And also, it'll free up the room a little bit, too, if people need to use it. Because I know you've had that issue, like, with people coming in and out a lot.
0: So
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's fine. It's no good deal. I'm mostly just
0: upset that my bedroom is being turned into a studio. (laughs) Josh's (laughs) actual
1: bedroom. Well, we're moving soon, so...
0: Oh, are and, you? you getting yeah, another house?
1: March. Yeah, we're gonna move. We were gonna buy a house, but I think we're just gonna rent another house. So, trying to get something a little nicer with like a fenced in backyard because we bought a horse of a dog.
2: Oh, so, yeah, uh, a little more. Yeah, your yard is pretty small.
1: Hmm. At least your backyard is, is. It's not fenced in either. So, it's kind of just like uh, it's a pain.
2: That's, yeah i feel that we're Yo, trying to, i was we're actually trying to surprised in our backyard
0: your your mm-hmm. backyard is actually way bigger than i thought like i remember i looked outside and i was like oh yeah it's a cute backyard
1: it's big and, I, and there's a fence on the back and the sides just not a fence that connects to the house
0: yeah and then after oh, i had to walk a corgi annoying. out there for like 45 minutes uh
1: i was like man this is a big backyard <laughs> yeah i mean it's a nice backyard i like it i just like wish i could open the door and let the dogs go out without <laughs> having to go search for him later yeah no, that makes <laughs> sense um and also you had a, you had a
2: you had a song release today right
1: uh i didn't produce the song but i had a video that i engineered and mixed that's what it was yeah i the single itself came out but we did like a live music video for it and i engineered and mixed all that stuff and yeah we to did a we live did one two songs uh in that like on that day and the other one, I don't know when the other one's gonna come out, but <clears throat> honestly, I think I like the live one a lot. Dude, the it live feels one's sick. Cool. Mm-hmm. So all of that is live? Yeah, 1000%.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I thought that you dubbed everything.
1: No, it's literally 100% live, minus there's like some backtracks, but they're like tucked. The only thing that's really in the backtrack that's like obvious is the 808 and the little boop, doop, doo doo doop. Yeah. <laughs> little so. percussion thing
0: that's crazy yeah you did a really good job at like making
1: everything sound very isolated thanks yeah, i actually mixed that on these while i was sick with a sinus infection on my laptop
2: yeah so i wanted so I, cause I was gonna ask you about that because i saw that you said that like you mixed it while you were sick and yeah. I, was, I was gonna ask you how much it affected like you trying uh, to mix
1: well it, it it was weird because that was the first thing i've mixed on headphones and like two years and it was also the first thing i'd ever mixed on my new laptop so and it
2: was on these headphones specifically which are a little
1: i started on m50s and then i got these and i adjusted on these and then i brought it to the studio i think i did like a couple fader moves Mm -hmm. just like oh that vocal's really loud or really quiet
2: so i mix on these sometimes too um Mm -hmm. you know just having people in the house, it's just a little easier to mix on headphones. Yeah, for sure. And I, I my, my vocals tend to be a little more <clears throat> forward when I mix mm-hmm. on these than when what they're supposed to be. So I do end up having to check them on my speakers. But honestly, yeah. these translate
1: like pretty well. They do. They translate better than the seven seventies for mm-hmm. sure. They're just way louder on the outside. Like I could never track with these in the booth ever. Oh yeah.
2: These
0: are
1: super loud. My, on my the, biggest issue with headphones. I feel like it's really hard to get just
0: like the initial balancing right on headphones.
1: It, what I did, to be honest, was I sat there and listened to a bunch of reference mixes before I started.
0: Mm-hmm. I do the same thing.
1: I Just for the low end, because I, I I knew I was going to overblow the low end, and I knew I was going to overblow the top end if I didn't listen to reference mixes.
2: Yeah, these, the top yeah. end on these are a little weird. They're a little like spiky, and mm-hmm. like a, they have a weird bump like right ab- above 4K, yeah.
0: which is really weird.
2: It that's is how, weird. That's
0: how my R70s are hmm
2: um but no the, that kit sounded surprisingly isolated to be live right? on yeah, that video I,
1: <clears throat> it's weird because like we had been recording all that stuff uh with those the allen and heath sq6 mm-hmm. like every live video we've ever done unless it was in the live room has been recorded with the sq6 and i realized like when we did the christmas videos we used the sq6 and I was like, I feel like every time I'm messing with this that, like, the processing that I'm putting on these for the inner mixes is getting recorded into my computer. So I literally sat there and, like, played the tracks back and did a, like, high pass on one of them. And literally, like, the whole track just disappeared. And I was just like... I am recording processing because it was the direct out from the board. And I was just like, why am I still getting processing into the computer? And
2: it was because where it was pulling from was probably <laughs> yeah. a post. So, a yeah, exactly. Mix, yeah.
1: So I had to switch it to the tie line recording. And mm-hmm. ever since I switched it to the tie line recording, it's like night and day. Like it's so like, cause I'm listening to it. You know what I mean? Like while we're recording it and it mm-hmm. like, I'm like, the balance is nice. Like I don't hear a bunch of bleed in the vocal. Like, it's cool. Like I can tell that the, the vocal is like picking up a lot of the drum room, but it's not like, Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to like deal with this. But oh, before sure. it was like, I do not know how I'm going to deal with this. Cause I was recording compression mm-hmm. and I was recording EQ and I was recording all these stuff on the vocal already. And then I'd be like, God, this is just so much. Like, I don't yeah. know what to do. And so I switched it to tie lines. And now literally I just, I straight up just did a fader mix. And I was just like, it feels cool right now, so I just like went through and just gated the drums as best as I could, yeah, and then that's about that.
2: Nice. What auto gate or hand gating?
1: I did. I did the, the key spike trigger gating. The key sp- oh yeah, mm.
2: the smart way.
1: Yeah, I just <laughs> I don't like to do the auto gate thing, it, especially with like Avante because he's just like, yeah, like, you're just like. It never works. It sounds. Assy. Well, and I'm
2: sure it's. I'm sure it's like a little uneven the way that he plays mm-hmm. because like sure. there's so much dynamic. Yeah, like especially his like his snare hand specifically. Mm-hmm. Like you won't catch a lot of the ghosty notes and. All yeah, that and I feel
1: like, that. like that's like where the feel comes from, so mm-hmm. I, especially I, in that kind yeah. of music. Mm-hmm. So I wound up just like doing the gating, and then I I don't think I compressed the vocal. If anything, I just like put Spectre on it or something. Nice. I think. I probably used EQ and just like carved out some of the low end.
2: They dropped that on YouTube too, right? Or was it only yeah. on Facebook? Yeah, it's okay. on YouTube too. I'll link it just so <clears throat> cool. people can go check it out and kind of see what we're talking about. Yeah. Because, yeah, the mix is, I mean, like I legit thought that it was a studio, like he said, like a studio mm-hmm. over just like playback like video.
1: Dude, no, it's like legitimately 100% real. Also, his vocal sounds clean for yeah, a while. Yeah, I don't.
0: Well, I'm not going to lie, I I thought that you recorded everything live and then overdubbed
1: the vocal. That's what I used to have to do, because like, I, I didn't I have an it, option.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, mind you, I didn't list it on my monitors, I mm-hmm. just heard it on my phone, but I really thought that he was on the
1: 251, like, Mm-mm. it sounds very present, it sounds very, like, It's warm, literally like, just split EQ, low shelf, and then the transient thing on the top, and then I'm pretty sure I just put Spectre on it. And it was and then, just
2: a seven. Was it what mic was it?
1: It was I don't I don't know. I think it's a it's like a silver capsule for the wireless. I don't know. I don't know if it's the SC one or if it's the uh, I think it's a KSM nine. Okay, hmm. nice. Yeah, but, so, uh, yeah. Those are a really, little
2: brighter anyway. Yeah, the KSM stuff is pretty bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very similar to like a yeah. Newer. I don't,
1: it's that's a newer capsule that we got for tour. Oh, on, <laughs> sorry. Um, mm. bum, 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 <laughs> Breeze Facetiming me. Um, oh. that's a newer capsule we got for tour because like the old one just didn't like it was way too boomy. If that makes yeah. sense, it just like wasn't working out, and like the the area where it like emphasized the vocal was like right there in that area where Jayden's vocals already really kind of like harsh. Mm-hmm. So we switched it out for that and it sounds way better yeah that's like 1, clean dude yeah better. you
2: could do full like live pre-production for records on that too and come for away sure. with incredible like production versions and even use some of those in final mixes i'm sure some of those tracks yeah in final mixes
1: absolutely it it honestly kind of blew my mind but i was like this is like really like kind of easy to be fair the the other song that we did was way harder to mix and i'm still probably going to wind up going back on it because it's like way more dancey feeling Mm -hmm. like the the drums like i i straight sample replaced the drums on -hmm. this one because it just didn't feel right with a real kit yeah i mean
2: it's a little more is it a little more like EDM leaning as far as dancing, um, or like just tighter than the real thing is going to be?
1: If you listen to that TikTok that Jayden put out recently, it's that song, that Love for a. Oh, okay. Song. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it was it was just weird, like to do gotcha. with real drums.
2: Gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, that does make more sense. It feels more, ele- not EDM, but like just electronic drum in nature. Yeah, exactly. Drums.
0: Is yeah. that one of the dance ones that he played us in the car? Uh no, oh. I don't think so. All um, will right. have to check it out then. Yeah, I watched the TikTok. It was sick. That's mm-hmm. a dope song. Um, I'm so bad at TikTok, dude. I, I realized <laughs> like I was like commenting and replying to people who like like posted stuff like like weeks ago. <laughs> like th- this dude. is how often I'm on TikTok, Lee. I got I got on my for you page a video from you that you posted like over a month ago. Oh my god. That's how good I am at TikTok. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's dude, it's hard to tell when people post stuff though cuz it do, they don't it doesn't it's tell no, you.
1: Yeah. It doesn't just show up. You don't get a notification, "Hey, whoever just posted a new video." Yeah. And, and the same it, even still like I don't think I'd want to get those notifications cuz some people mm-hmm. be posting like 12 TikToks a day and I don't want that.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I ain't trying to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's is like Shama posts a lot and he posts like once or twice a week. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I mean, granted, he he did that for a year and jumped his follower count from like forty k to a hundred k in a year. Yeah. So, like, it's the consistency; it works for sure. For sure but I ain't it does to do work, that.
1: and it's weird how it's just like randomly, like, just pops. Like, yeah. you can literally post like a TikTok twice, three times a day for like a year. And then next thing you know, one day one of them gets a million views. And you're just like, like one of the old ones. You're yeah. It's like, what?
2: There's my, uh, the my algorithm makes no my sense. friend's wife does, um, uh, effects makeup, mm-hmm. uh, on TikTok. So she, like, she'll get a character and then basically do that character as makeup on her face. Like, full. Oh, wow. It's really sick. I'll have to <clears> send that's you wild. one. wild. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to send you one. Her, her, uh, her stuff is crazy. But she she's been doing it for a while. I mean, that junk's expensive, man, cuz like oh, yeah. it's a lot of makeup. Yeah. And so she's been doing it for a long time and then recently she had a couple pop off and she jumped to like half a million like followers in a yeah, in, a, in like a couple months. It was wild.
1: That's yeah, it's so weird how that works. I literally don't know how to explain it at all. Yeah, I'm surprised that none of Breeze really popped off yet. Like they're going there though. When we went to Portland, she had like 170 followers, and now she has like 500 something. Yeah, in like a week, she's She's doing crazy uh, the tattoo stuff. mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like I, I don't know, like she randomly just started making TikToks, and she was just really good at them off the rip. And I was like, all right, well. Yeah, That's she was crazy. like, "This
1: sucks. This is hard." And I was just like, "Honestly, that first one you posted looked great. Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, about? like it looks yeah. better than
0: anything that like I tried to do. It's same. I, I was I was messaging you and Justin last night, and then I ended up not even doing what I was gonna try to do, <laughs> and then I just like,
1: yeah, I just like, really bad recording. reaction videos. <laughs> the, Bro, um, some of them
0: though, like actually have me sobbing. like It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Why was that baby so big,
1: dude? That baby must pay rent, (laughs) like (laughs) already, dude. Already, like you're gonna need that. That baby needs some food.
0: (laughs) No, dude. I think that's the problem.
1: (laughs) No, I think that's that's the next like star linebacker for the bro. They're giving that kid
0: like 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 performance enhancing drugs or something. Like that kid on steroids already. R.I.P. That
1: mom's womb.
0: I
2: know, right? Jeez. The um. What was I going to say? The, uh, so have you, have you dabbled some into the TikTok world? I haven't really seen much of your stuff.
1: I, I put a TikTok up of one of the YouTube videos that I did, like just mm-hmm. a little clip. But I, I have to figure out how to like do audio based stuff on TikTok that isn't like cheesy, that like I, I would actually care to post. I've seen a couple people hard. do
2: it and it, none of it feels right yeah Resulting, it's only it's
1: a weird thing to like be like this is how to like I, I just couldn't imagine being like how to compress your vocal and then like i don't you know what i mean like i, I hate just, that
0: kind of stuff dude because like it's always just like this is the one way to do everything and like yeah just, it's
1: like so subjective for everything yeah it's like end. you
0: can't you can't condense like an entire philosophy into you know three minutes seconds. let alone 60 yeah. seconds or 15 seconds like it's just stupid like um, I mean I see a lot of people who do it pretty well like Alyssa Wilkins is one of them mm-hmm. she's she, and yeah,
2: fantastic
0: she was doing this really cool thing one of the ones that blew up actually she got the stems to one of the 1975 songs and was just like oh, wow. picking them apart and I was like oh that's sick you know like that is cool there's a lot of stuff that you can do but like I really don't want to <clears> be known as the guy who just like gives like cool facts you know what that's, i mean that's
1: how i am too like, like if i, I wanna... blow up on tiktok
0: i want it to because i want it to be because like i made something that's really good yeah. like mm-hmm. i don't want to be just like that person who's like check out you know these ad libs and this Dua Lipa song mm-hmm. like i mean more power to people <clears> who are doing that because like sure i'm sure it's getting them work and whatever mm-hmm. but like i just that's feel why like, i
1: decided to go straight to youtube right yeah. like
0: the amount of time that i would spend doing that like i would rather make you know an Long-form extra content Thirty beats yeah. in a mm-hmm. in a week and sell them all. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. Well, there's and if also you're this whole thing too, where it's like, I'm not trying to be a content creator, but I feel mm-hmm. like for people to know who you are and for you to get the work that you want to get, you kind of have to be, which is annoying.
2: Yeah, I saw somebody post. I, was it uh, Chelsea Culler posted a thing about like content creation and like music getting out there and having to do a mm-hmm. lot of work or something like that recently? And like. I get one I get the side of it that's like I I, do, I shouldn't have to do this, right? Like I get that. Mm-hmm. That's fair, but that's the name of the game now.
1: You For know? sure. For sure. It's it's I think the the people that feel it the most are the people that are on like labels like mm-hmm. that tell you like hey like we're not gonna put money behind this song unless you post a TikTok with it and it gets two million views then we see that it actually can pop off and then we'll give you money to like make a music video and put it out mm-hmm. it's like that sucks like <clears throat> like why are you not posting TikToks? like i don't want to post TikToks. i'm here to do music i'm not here to like make stupid videos for like a bunch of adhd kids to look at for mm-hmm. 10 seconds like that's not why i'm here so I feel like I definitely feel those people more than, like, what, like, we would go through. Yeah. You know?
2: For sure. Well, and on top of that, I find myself not really looking at TikTok or TikTok or Instagram Reels as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, all in on some <clears throat> YouTube space nowadays, man.
1: Oh, dude. I, I watch YouTube uh, religiously. Like, I get to work early. Like, I'll get <laughs> to the studio super early and literally just watch YouTube while I, like pull up all the stuff i have to do today i'll like watch a video i'll check to see if like somebody something cool happened or like some kind of cool like tech news or like is there like some new like plug-in tool that i might want to like demo or like Mm -hmm. i noticed that
0: about you like we would be getting ready in the morning and like you'd be watching youtube and then like we get to the studio and as we're setting up like you like you were constantly like learning and like Mm -hmm. i'm just I'm just not like that. Like, I, I rarely I rarely scroll through my Instagram feed. I'll check all my Instagram stories when I'm bored. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like I said, like, I barely go on TikTok. Uh, yeah. I rarely go on YouTube. And when I do, like, it's typically to watch, like, Chris Ramsey, that magic guy who, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> solves puzzles, dude. I yeah. love him so much. I have... And, I, like, I'm like
1: a sponge. Like, I just like to learn mm-hmm. all the time. Like, yeah. I was awful at it in school. But, like, if it's stuff I care about, like... Dude, I just want to absorb information.
2: The same thing, bro. If it's yeah. like
1: schoolwork
2: and I don't care about, like mm-hmm. it, I you, I can't
1: be bothered. Yeah, I all. could care less. Well, also, yeah.
0: like I, I'm kind of in this cool place where, like, you know, I talk to like you guys like every day. Then I have the group chat where there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of people like sharing stuff that they're learning all the time. So, like, I feel like I'm still learning a lot, especially like with the Matt Rad Discord. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm learning constantly. You guys enlighten me with that. I listen to that religiously. It's a crazy cool podcast, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really good.
2: And, like, just hearing eventually you're going to probably, everybody asks kind of similar questions. And, like, everybody seems like they're in a very. around the same range right yeah for sure it's it's not like true beginners it's like yeah. at least intermediate base level
1: for sure that for are asking sure. all the
2: questions and they all like it's all questions that i would want to know mm-hmm. so it's all good information to me
1: i agree it, it it does seem like at a certain point i'm starting to get like I do feel like they oversaturate me with the same information sometimes, but that's not necessarily their fault. It's just the people on there asking the same questions. Yeah. And yeah. they, try, they do try
2: to bring on different people to <clears throat> kind of eliminate some mm-hmm. of that.
1: The most the recent one with uh, Spider and Rory was like really, really, oh. really enlightening. Like it made me want to move my whole desk same. forward against the wall.
2: It made me start making plans to like reset set up my room yeah i gotta figure out how to get i didn't watch that one
0: i honestly Mm -hmm. haven't watched any of those in in a minute i want to catch the one that he just did with baines
2: yeah i haven't listened to that one yet i listened
1: to it yesterday it's pretty good yeah i always enjoyed
2: the baines ones Mm -hmm. and the teesia ones
1: i'm weird dude i listen to podcasts when i'm in the car more than i listen to music like I literally don't listen to music unless I'm it's not something that's old. <laughs> the only podcast I listen to is the Tiny Beat Gang podcast.
0: <laughs> I love I love Cody Co and Noah Miller. Like they're just hilarious. They brighten my day. I'm like, so I'll listen to that. I don't I don't listen to our own podcast. I don't think I could deal with listening to my voice.
1: That long. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate hearing my own voice. I honest. I love listening
2: to podcast. Dude, I listen to what what all are you listening to and watching uh, on YouTube? So come,
1: come oh on and, come, god, like, dude, I knows. listen to. So I'm like, th- that's hard, dude. Like I, <laughs> it's really hard. Like I like taking a lot of information about a lot of things that aren't music related too. Like yeah. I'm like really into rockets. Like really into <laughs> rockets. I really sick. love rockets. Uh, I know more about rockets than most people would ever know about rockets by watching YouTube. Straight up, it's like <laughs> Bro- not tight. <laughs>
0: That was another um, thing when we were in LA and that rocket launched. I've never seen someone so excited in my life. I you I would swear to bro. you that you were a toddler on Christmas Day,
1: dude. I love space. Space then, is so sick. And then he and, was
0: like, he was like, now wait, wait for it, wait for it. This is gonna happen, and then it would happen. And I was like, how do you know all this, bro? dude? It's <laughs> crazy.
1: Like I'm like way too into it. Like I I literally check the updates from NASA space flight on what's going on in Boca Chica with the Starship every day that's <laughs> like, awesome yeah. hey man gotta have your hobbies right yeah i mean i'll never build a rocket or fly on a rocket but it's interesting to me i just want like i don't know why it's so cool like technology yeah. is just crazy well, i want to see us become a civilization where we don't all try to kill each other and we're yeah. going other places
2: yeah well i mean yeah space seems kind of like the answer to a lot of issues of yeah that kind of stuff so. yeah
1: and I watch like a lot of like random like Tesla updates because like mm. I'll come out to my car one morning and my car will be like completely different. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> dude, that has to be the <laughs> wildest thing in the world. One came that- out for Christmas, dude, and it literally changed the entire operating system. And I was just like, I don't know how to move my seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> like I literally And I was like, I don't know what's going on. How do I get to the the radio? Like, how do I get to Spotify? <laughs> Oh my gosh i was so confused it was like a totally new operating system i was like i don't know i I literally had to get on youtube to figure out how to use it that's
2: crazy i can't even imagine that's so weird um so well then what uh what podcast do you normally
1: listen to while you're driving um i listen to like live with matt rad um sometimes i listen to the urm podcast but
2: that's guest dependent for me
1: yeah, 1,000%. And to be honest, like it's also dependent on if I feel like listening to A.L. Levy talk or not. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand that guy. I listen to um, him
2: talk way too much already, so um, his voice yeah. grates on me now.
0: He's I listened just, to that podcast um, once,
2: and
1: it was yeah. Seth's episode. Yeah, I it's there. Sometimes there's people on there where I'm like, oh, this is genuinely interesting, and like I can deal with a. Al's personality. But like, if it's someone that I just kind of care about, like I literally can't deal with it. Like, yeah,
2: I think the last one I listened to was Halpern's episode during quarantine.
1: I listened to Will Yips. A couple. He oh, has a podcast. One. I'm oh, yeah. I'll listen to
2: that. Yeah, but I'm listening to that for sure. Yeah, he never I does listen podcast to episodes. Yeah,
1: that one was really cool. Um i listen. I've listened to that conversations podcast a fair bit too when they mm-hmm. were doing that um but it's like really like kind of like one of those things like it's good, but it's also one of those things that you just kind of gotta be in the mood to listen to
2: it's it's a little dense,
1: yeah, it's got a lot of like philosophical it's it's a philosophical podcast with audio engineering undertones yeah so and it's if, it's cool yeah. But. It's cool, depend, and, and that's another like,
2: dependent on who's on it. Like listening mm-hmm. to Tony's episode on that was super cool.
1: Yeah, that was cool for sure. I I also listen to a lot of like weird murder mystery podcasts and like conspiracy yes. podcasts if I'm just like super bored,
2: bro. I'm on D and D podcasts. That's what you need to listen to, Doug. That's
1: I I, mean. don't, I don't D and D. I know you friend. need
2: no, but you need to listen to the podcast because I don't think I would understand. It's basically <laughs> it. Well, it's basically just storytelling. The good ones are basically just storytelling. Oh,
0: okay. Nope. You can't. Josh says me, dude. no. I play, I play <laughs> well, D&D. I'm not listening to a podcast, bro. Once a week is enough. My ADHD is so bad that by the end of the session, like literally every week, I I wait for the recap of what happened last week so I could take notes because I had no clue what happened, even though I played the oh whole God. game. Like, like that's how ADHD I am right now. That, that goes, yeah. That's
2: for playing online, too. Like, playing online oh, yeah, is really playing on
1: Playing online is very hard. Like very The hard. MKBHD podcast is really good, too.
2: Dude, I watch him to death on YouTube.
1: I do, Wait, too. what'd you say?
2: The MKBHD.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that guy. Marquez Brownlee. Yeah. His videos and his podcasts are really good. And I, dude, okay, here's a weird one. I love watching Doug DeMuro. I don't know who that is. The car review guy. <laughs>
2: Oh, 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 is that the yeah, guy that, that we guy. watched together when we were eating chicken though one day? Yeah, yeah. dude. I yeah. love watching his videos. He's so goofy, but he's like so weird looking. He's so
1: Sometimes knowledgeable. I just It's cool to see like all the yeah. stuff that's in these crazy cars that you'll never drive. Yeah, he is know. super and knowledgeable.
0: Like, bro, out of all those car reviewers, like he gets some of the wilder pieces,
1: you know? Yeah, like, dude.
0: Like I, I don't understand how he does it or like how he sources I don't it. But like
1: like no idea, it,
0: and like he has the track record where people are like, Yes, I want you to review this one of a kind vehicle that's worth half a million dollars, More and like than you're that, gonna drive like it down the $20 million road.
1: 20 million dollar vehicles, yeah, bro. like, like it, it's yeah. actually
0: absurd. Like, in yeah, I mean, sure, he's quirky or whatever, but like the amount of knowledge that dude had, like when mm-hmm. we were watching him do that, uh, the one Mercedes, it was one of the bond cars.
1: Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, he was
0: able one to
2: explain, one? like,
0: like the, most uh, people don't know. The wing doors, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then like he knew what the instrument cluster did, even though like none of it's labeled
1: and like there's no literature on it. He's like, This is actually for the windshield wipers. Then
0: (laughs) then he (laughs) would be like, Well, the reason behind this is because in the previous design, and I was like, What? Like, not only does he know this car, he knows what led up to this car. Like, Mm -hmm. that dude is a freak of nature, and then where that
1: car turned into,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. he's literally
1: like we are with audio stuff. Yeah. But with cars,
0: it's crazy. it's like those guys who can like give you the whole lineage of the 1073, and I'm like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, care. And yeah. I mean, I, I just I think, don't. I think it's just it's it's
2: more of a thing of like I enjoy people that super enjoy a thing and that are super knowledgeable about a thing. I feel but that kind of regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like if they are super stoked on something and they know a ton about it. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. There's a there's a uh, a doc on Netflix called Jiro Dreams of Sushi," and it's about like one of the oldest sushi chefs in Japan. Oh, yeah! Whoa. I need
0: to watch that.
2: Yeah, dude. That it, crazy I know. I, I know Josh will enjoy it because sushi in Japan and culture. Um, yeah, but it's it's cool because he is known as one of the best sushi chefs in the world. That's and nuts. So like hearing how he talks about choosing fish, how he talks mm-hmm. about his process, how he talks about all that. It's That's very crazy. It kind of correlates a lot to like doing any kind of creative work and taking pride in what you do. Oh mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, cooking, I, I always equated
1: cooking to being very, very similar to audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I did cause too. Cause you're like following the steps, you're making it be what it's supposed to be. You're uh, analyzing the situation and you're, reacting depending on the situation that you're given Mm -hmm. exactly
0: like i i I have this theory that a lot of people who are into like the production side of music like Mm -hmm. we're all like very like technically brained in like the sense that like it's all just it all comes back to puzzle solving Mm -hmm. right
1: one thousand percent like i i can guarantee
0: you that we could all sit down and like solve some kind of a puzzle like that's why i like watching chris chris ramsey's videos you know mm-hmm. and like that's something that would hold our interest you know and that's mm-hmm. all cooking is mm-hmm. you know that's yep. well, why I like
2: of, it's why a lot of studio guys get into like coffee like i do you know what i mean it's yeah. the same like, thing
0: because very it's very similar yeah yeah and and, and yeah i 100 percent and Speaking so like of
1: coffee when i was in this total side note when i was in portland i found the nespresso store and i finally got to get pods for my nespresso <laughs> And it's been the best thing that I've ever been able Heck to experience because yeah. I haven't been able to get them. Like literally, oh, like really? they, I can only find the Starbucks ones, and there's just two of them, and they're like kind of eh. But I got like five sleeves of Nespresso pods, and every morning has just been like the best. <laughs> That's sick. Homie has to fly all the
2: way to the other side of the freaking country. To I didn't get know his they
1: Nespresso had a Nespresso. I also found a Carhartt store. Yeah, I didn't know that existed, and Carhartt store is like. So sick. Oh yeah. <laughs> is he an art major or is he in a trade? Yeah, dude. I found like four jackets. and I was like, I'm about to spend five hundred dollars, and Bree was like, pick one. I was like, oh, no.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> You're probably but you did right. get you. But you got yourself one. Yeah, I got one.
0: Heck, bro. Yeah. That's how I am with. That's how I, I am had with to. Saints. It was so cold. Oh yeah, I bet. Uh, dude, I found out that there's actually like an All Saints store. Uh, I think it's on uh on uh, that street with all the vintage shops mm-hmm. in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no rose. I'm going to have to save up money and just spend it all there. I'm going to bring me. a separate carry-on so I could take it all home. <laughs> hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a great
2: company called That Pitch. Have you ever had some leftover song ideas you just didn't know what to do with? Or maybe you needed to flex that riding muscle, but you still need to get paid enter That Pitch, a sync licensing company that pitches your productions directly to their exclusive list of clients. That Pitch has already paid out over $120,000 to its members since October of 2020. They provide production advice, business training, and other resources to make your songs better. Go to thatpitch.com to sign up and use the code hangout for 20% off your monthly or yearly subscription. (laughs) <laughs> to circle back to, like, YouTube and content stuff, um, what kind of I, – I know you said you're super into watching YouTube videos. Is that kind of what – and that and, like, making yourself known as a guy that knows what he's talking about in <clears throat> the audio kind of – is that what kind of, like, brought you to, like, yeah. I to make some YouTube videos?
1: Yeah. Well, I always, like, would watch – that's how I learned how to do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, like, go to school. I didn't, like, go to school to do this. I didn't, like, really have a real mentor or anything. Like, I just (laughs) taught myself by being on the internet. So I feel like it's only right for me to, like, while I'm trying to accomplish one thing, at least be able to offer knowledge to people so they can be like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. And if they, like, happen to watch my video and check out my website and be like, oh, like, he's actually done cool stuff. Maybe I should hit this guy because I ultimately, I've said this before, I want to just be a mix engineer. I mm. like writing songs and I like producing songs, but I would much rather have t- a set of really dope speakers and a really great converter and a computer and literally just mix. Like, that's all I really want to do. Like, if I could do like three mixes a week and pay my bills off that and be set, I would be so stoked. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. I get, I, I get, I get totally get that. So I so, really uh, just want to get my name out there more as like a person that knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, know I, I could actually do have it. to talk
0: to you about that. Um, cause <laughs> I, I have a rock record I'm doing right now and they want, like, we're going to have someone else mix it. I was like, honestly, you should probably just have you do it. <laughs> yeah. I, that'd um, be sick. but
2: yeah, I like, I don't know. I think there's, like, we, like you said, there's, The new way of getting your name out there is content creation in its basis Mm -hmm. form. Yeah. But also, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy necessarily. Like, it's not, it's not necessarily easy, but it is in the grand scheme of things kind of low effort.
1: It's just about taking the time to do it. Exactly. You know yeah, it's what I about mean?
2: time. It's not like yeah. it's about time and effort. It's not necessarily about crazy amounts of knowledge.
1: For sure. I mean, you can – Yeah, there's always little things that you can like impart that like maybe you're like one of the only people that does that. But like to be fair, most of the stuff that I do is like a culmination of like 40 other people that I've watched do it. Mm-hmm. And just – me experimenting with like certain other people's techniques until I've found a system that like works for me in any given situation.
2: No, that makes sense. And, and you just being it, one of those guys that imparts a new way of thinking about a topic.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but on, to-
2: on top of that, it almost is kind of like giving back to
1: mm-hmm. like my roots world. Like, yeah. 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 The Cause I wouldn't be here up. right now today. If YouTube didn't exist or like the ultimate metal forum. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i wouldn't be here without that chango yeah. <laughs> not so, chango not chango
2: what's
0: the uh <laughs> i don't so, think i learned a single thing on there man
2: so you have you have two videos out
1: right now first one is the first one is just like mixing drums mm-hmm. uh, no samples and this, right? yeah sample free and then the other one is like how to actually add samples and like a little bit of a recap because I forgot to do something on the first video with like one of the room mics, so I like mm-hmm. went in and did that and then um <clears throat> the next one I'm putting out is like a mixed template video, but I mix a song in it like really quick that was like kind of already mixed so it's like one of the like old Justin songs that he'll probably never put out, mm-hmm. but it's just really simple easy it, I did it in like forty minutes but just to show like how you can have a template for a mix that'll literally work for like anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's I mean? really cool that's really yeah. cool um,
0: <clears throat> there's yeah, no I'll... like
1: I don't think people need to have if you have a template that'll work for anything you don't need to be like let me open my rock template Right? Like, mm-hmm. let me open my hip hop template like literally you can just open your template and it'll work for everything for tracking mixing whatever if you just set it up right
2: I also feel like nowadays a lot of those moves are becoming more of the same
1: yeah, for sure. Like a lot of I, vocals
2: sure. sound kind of the same. Like they want the same mm-hmm. things for the most part. You're just like dialing in distortion levels, essentially.
1: Yeah, or like the overall level. Like in rock and metal, people want the vocal lower for some mm-hmm. reason than Buried a little more. Pop and yeah. hip hop. Mm-hmm. My my mix
0: template is um, I have I have all my vocal stems set up for like the main background harmony all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, and then I have groups for all those. And then other than that, I just have folders and then I have two other groups. One is for strings. One is for synths. And I
1: literally, I have two folders. I have the instrumental folder and the vocal folder and I never close them.
0: Yeah. I don't have anything on it anymore. I have my master chain loaded up and I have nothing else loaded up now. The the most
1: frustrating thing ever is when people over folder their sessions that Have you ever dealt with that? Well, like, I I'll get like mix sessions from people that work on Cubase that literally like, they'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like instrumental and then it'll be like drums and it'll be like kicks <laughs> and it'll be yeah. like guitars, rhythm guitar one, rhythm guitar two. It's like, bro, you really don't got to folder all that shit. Like, no, for it, real, like you just, really don't got to do that.
2: Guitars and then all and the then guitars. They
1: send it off and they just close all the folders. So you're like. Sitting there working on it, you're like, "Why am I hearing stuff?" It's like, "Oh, it's in that closed folder that I like didn't open that was like yeah. five tiers down from the main I, one."
0: I don't even close my folders in Cubase. I actually only use them so I have a color coding reference. Mm-hmm. That way, um, because like whenever I'm importing stems, like I don't bother taking the time to color code everything. Mm-hmm. So then that way I'm able to just see purple. That's drums, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and then in Pro Tools, it's basically the same thing. I have it set up the exact same way. And then I use the routing folders on there. So if oh, I do want to bust stuff, then I could just select them all.
1: Yep. That's one thing I wish base had was like the whole like Logic Pro Tools like folder group yeah. function. That's how Reaper is. That's I how Ableton
0: is.
2: Yeah, Ableton's the same way. I love it so much, dude.
0: To
1: be honest with you, I really don't I really don't care. Like, yeah, uh, it's I, it's not like I'm living without it and just pissed off because no, I don't have it.
2: It is nice for if you have your template and then you did a different move somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just being able to import session data and then grab the bus and then it automatic and then just yeah you know, place existing plugins and just yeah bloop. yeah so, that's kind of nice. I like
0: I like Pro Tools though because like. It doesn't. It doesn't force you to route through that folder.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it doesn't do it by I, default. The only thing that I complain about every day with Cubase is not being able to turn a mono track into a stereo track without making a new track.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing that I have to complain about Cubase as well.
1: That's the most annoying thing. Especially
0: now me. that I set up all my stuff. Like my big thing before was just like zooming, and then I realized there's an adapt. Uh, like adapt oh, grid yeah. to zoom, and then I routed triplet toggle to Y, and mm-hmm. now it works exactly how I edit in Ableton. So yeah, yeah, in Ableton, just feel like I'm I'm super fast. There
2: are there's just audio track. There's no stereo or mono. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice and also confusing if you don't realize that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how it is in in, in at like every other DAW, really. Even in Logic, you can click the little two circles or the one circle and switch it. Or you in Pro mm-hmm. Tools, you can put a mono to stereo plug-in on something. Exactly. Yeah, oh, it's pretty they, simple. They finally announced that Cubase 12 is going to have
0: the uh like their in-house licensing thing so you yeah don't have to use i heard about that licensor so i'm hoping they add in the mono to stereo conversion too cuz i'm I definitely that. i'm so <laughs> I tired of won't. having i'm so It'd tired of having good. to use another usb port like i like yeah. if i want to use like my wired mouse i have to like put a dongle into my dongle
1: <laughs> they're going to literally be like hey now you don't have to use a dongle but it's the same thing and oh by the way we added a different sampler feature and you know to be now fair you if can you color code. sampler
0: is so sick
1: yeah oh now the mixer looks a little different too bad you got to make a new track when you want to use a stereo file <laughs> <clears throat>
2: you can't just throw a, a utility plug in on it
1: no dude the most it's frustrating because you'll go to drop files into a session and then it'll be a guitar that's mono and you're like oh i want to spread it out let me add a reverb to it or a delay or like micro shift or something. And it's like, you put it on there and it just sounds like phase. You're like, what the hell? That's why I I don't use mono tracks ever. I love. I don't either, but I always drag in. So if the track in an inherently is a mono track, it creates a mono track. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Like I use, I use uh, like, that's why I only have my vocals bust out like that because I know more than likely I'm only going to get, mono tracks for my vocals mm-hmm. and then if they aren't then i'll either just convert the tracks or i'll just split the audio left right and delete one side and yeah. then just make it twice as loud <laughs>
1: so. yeah i even in my template i record mono signals on the stereo tracks
0: yeah that's what i do and mm-hmm. i've um
2: i know people that do that but they do that for like guitar di's so Dude, like, I do that
1: for my vocals.
2: Oh yeah, I saw that you were doing that yeah. um,
1: when we were there,
2: and Justin was tracking. You do like a, you do like a, a, a like a heavier compressed version, well, and I then do, like a no
1: compressed version. Yeah, like the left side is just the preamp, the mic to preamp, and then the right side is mic preamp compression. And then yeah. I use like a Stereo Tools plugin to select the compressed one. That's really but cool. If I if I over compressed or something, I can always go back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, well like and like what he's also talking about though is like whenever like in Cubase you could have a stereo track and just have one input. So whenever I record a vocal it looks like a mono file. Mm-hmm. It's not showing it, you know like, uh, like yeah like yeah. have you ever had a stereo track and you accidentally record both of your inputs and then your vocals only on the left side? Yeah, That's not how it is in mm-hmm. Cubase. Like it's <clears> it's it shows up as a mono track. So yeah. Sometimes I even forget about the whole mono thing because I just mm. always have like if I open up my add audio track it's just always set to stereo
1: yeah but honestly like what i was just talking about with the vocal kind of goes into like something that i that i did want to talk about with like the whole like and like outboard gear versus plug-in thing yeah and like the hybrid setup stuff too we can also
2: dip on hybrid setup in in that
1: conversation as well yeah because i think that like i've i may have talked to you guys about this before but i feel like you know like how when you record, like when you're listening to audio through the console on the Apollo or whatever, and you put a plug in on it and it sounds better than when you record it because it's actually working at a way higher sample rate inside mm-hmm. the Apollo than yeah, it's what it working
2: is. at like a 96k sample rate
1: or something, like I think that. it's higher than that. Is it really? I think it's like it three than something,
0: yeah, it's something <clears> stupid. Um, There's a, Ryan has a whole stick with this on how to like route it so you could do all your processing and record your process vocal and then your dry vocal kind of like yeah. what you do but with
1: but console. that kind of gets back into the whole thing where it's like um say i'm mixing a song right that i didn't track i would not sit there and run those vocals that are dry through my compression chain yeah like i would never do that like I've experimented with it. I've tried so hard to like be like, oh, like I'm gonna take these vocals and like just run them through my normal chain, and then it'll sound right. And it just doesn't sound the same, even if someone recorded on a 251 exactly the same with a 1073, and I run it through my compression. If it's at 441 and I'm running a 441 audio file through my compressors and then recording it back in at a 441 sample rate, it doesn't. I might as well just put a plug-in on it. <clears throat> straight up
2: like especially if it's a 44 one specifically yeah. because like it's already set at that sample rate it, there's is uh, anything above that sample rate is gone at that point
1: yeah I, I mean even like if it was 96k like i don't know it's <clears throat> yeah there's a giant difference in the vocal all analog coming in hitting your preamp going straight to your compressor and then recording that in mm-hmm. versus me recording just the dry preamp and then putting my compressors on as a hardware insert like it does not sound as good it's literally like a waste of time or me sitting there reamping my vocals through my compression chain is literally a waste of time i it sounds better to just put a plug in on it than it does to like try to do that it's like so unnecessary the only time that it really mattered that i in hybrid mixing where i ever actually do anything like that and like send it out where i feel like it makes the difference is when i'm hitting something tube
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really all it is i mean even john castelli was talking about that like he went through his whole like vocal mixing process right so he gets the vocal he clip gains everything to make sure it's as even as possible mm-hmm. then he'll eq and I think he DS's at this stage if it's needed. If not, mm-hmm. I think he does first just...
2: stage. I think he does multi-stage DSing. This is like first, very, very light stage DSing.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's. A, I mean, it all depends on the vocal. Like, yeah, for sure. figured, he yeah. doesn't even need to do anything, but um, he he literally runs it through his unfair child. Mm-hmm. And it's not even—it's it's to kind of get some of the peaks, but like he's probably only running like just one to for three the tubes. Mm-hmm. Straight up, yeah, just for
1: tubes. It's
0: just for tubes, and that's that's it. the
1: same thing that I basically do. Literally, I, like I run the vocals through the VTC, mm-hmm. and I can put it in and get zero compression, and it just sounds more forward. Yeah. I mean tubes. that's what
0: we were talking about. I think on Facetime yesterday. Yeah, where you you literally said, "Well, yeah, I mean like Fairchilds are cool, but like you put anything through twenty four tubes, of course it's going to sound gay." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. yeah, it's true. <clears throat> it's and just going to sound. That's why, the, I, that's why I use the. That's why I used the stay level when I'm at the studio. I mm-hmm. thought that what I liked was the compression on it. What I actually like is the tube. <laughs>
1: yeah, for real. Yeah. Like even with my my outboard pull tech, it's a really not that it's it's not a real <laughs> pull tech it's not you know eight grand worth of two mono pull check, pull techs mm-hmm. sitting here but it has tubes and when i put a pull tech plug-in on my mix bus it's close mm-hmm. even if i use like the ruby 2 like the acoustica ruby 2 it sounds really good like it sounds better than any other pull tech but it doesn't sound like this because this has tubes literally yep. that's like the thing like mm-hmm. It just does so. It's weird. Can't describe it any it, other way. It's
2: wild that theoretically, if, if, especially if you were just getting started, you could find something cheaper with good tubes and mm-hmm. only use it for the tube sound and it'll or automatically by, make everything just a little <clears throat> bit better and a little bit cleaner.
1: Or by tube, by good hertz. What's that? Uh, it's the only plugin that I've ever seen or used that actually sounds like ninety percent like a real tube. Really, like it's it's like tube and tape. But say I'm like when I for that thing we were that video we were talking about right yeah that I mix I didn't use any of my outboard gear because I mix it on my laptop <clears throat> at home and instead of using my outboard pull te- pull tech with tubes I put the Ruby Two on. <clears throat> and then I put tube, and I put it in the 12AX7 mode, and because that's what my Pultec has. Mm-hmm. And then I just drove it just a little bit. I turned the tape off, and it sounded almost identical to this Pultec. That's wild. Same with the vocal bus. I think I, I didn't have my VTC to run the vocals through, so I'm pretty sure I just did EQ, de a little bit of Spectral Shaper, and then tube because I don't even actually hit the compression on this. And then... Spectre.
0: Yo, my big thing lately, like talking about software that sounds similar to the hardware, is so like I typically run a heritage Audio 1073, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool because it's not like super overhyped or anything like that. Um, Yeah. A lot of people say it sounds pretty similar to the Neve. Um, I haven't been able to A-B them, but regardless. So I always have the Neve preamp. That's what it's called on the UAD site that I record Mm -hmm. into and then I'll run it through the 80 channel from Plugin Alliance. Yeah. And it literally sounds identical. The 80 crazy. channel's cool, the Lindo one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like <clears> it's like one of the few plugins I can't live without right now from them, that and then the Shadow Hills compressor. I just need to go ahead and buy both of those and then I'll be set, you know. Hey, have but,
1: you uh, do you have the Mega Bundle? Yeah. Have you messed with I, that I new 902 DSr? No. It's so sick. I'm about to. It's really good. We love Man, a I'm good wife too. I was doing like my normal like vocal chain after I've like recorded it in through the all my compression and everything is just splitty e, or that stereo tools plug-in and then split EQ. And then I was doing Pro DS in the solo mode, like the single vocal mode, <clears throat> just to grab the top. And then I have like an overall DSer with Weiss DSer on the bus. But I started using the 902 and i have to use the weiss DSer like way less because it just grabs exactly what i want
0: i don't like the weiss DSer on vocals i really like it on master i mean that's what it's meant for But yeah. it gives this weird it gives this like weird like chalky sound of vocals that i really hate so like i feel just like
1: staying on there's a thing like with the threshold of it like the range if you have the range any more than like that much when you come down on it it sounds bad
0: yeah and like I, uh, I I just really, just not my thing. Yeah. I really like the the Hoffa, the Hoffa. I've never messed with that one. It's the best DSer, I swear. It the, like, is
2: it the one that that Seth swears by? Yeah, and
1: Moshe. And, and Moshe, um, you've got to try that Lindell one though. It's yeah. sick. I'm looking yeah. really sick. Right There's now. also a really cool trick you can do with that DSer where you can switch it to high frequency only mode and clamp down on it. And if you have like a bunch of bleed and like your snare top mic or something, you can literally mm-hmm. use it to cut out all the bleed. And then when the snare hits, it just opens up. It's it's really sick. Yeah. It's like so, an old school trick.
0: So this has like the mosquito frequency band and then mm-hmm. like the actual DS band, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically like the Weiss. This is probably what I'm looking for then.
1: Because I it's wanted something cool. that
0: would get those high-end frequencies, which I will use mm-hmm. Weiss for sometimes. But
1: <clears throat> I know that Baines uses... He mentioned it in his newest podcast on Live with Matt Rat. He uses <clears throat> normally the uh, C- the C800 to a 1073 to a real 902 and then a CL1B. So he, oh, he records okay. that. The, he records the DSing on the way in which i would never do that would he's scare a, the shit bro, out of he's me. a
2: brave man <clears throat> yeah
0: well i mean you listen to his tracks though he's not hitting that hard yeah he can't be no there, there's no be. way it,
1: it's more of like a Just safe like, thing for i feel like first i would stage touch. mess up takes though i feel like i'd be like oh that was good but like my de hit a
0: little too hard who makes that, <laughs> is, that a,
1: is that is that dbx uh yeah, it's a DBX 902. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh you could get one used for 550 on eBay right now. I'm about to cop. Goldman used to have a few of those and he actually did the he's the one that told me about the whole snare top yep thing.
2: Yeah, he mentioned that whenever we were there tracking drums for something. Mm-hmm. Cuz I think it was still was it was it at the big was it at the big room? Was yeah. it in Blow 2? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Then yeah, that he mentioned that there because uh, i think it went up to Jellico with probably yeah with all the other stuff with the purple and all that yeah um which i think it came back because now he's back at the first spot
1: he was but now he's not anymore i don't know where he is oh
2: he's not there anymore Mm-mm. man that was short-lived
1: i just had a guy hit me up today that was like hey uh i hit up goldman about doing a song and he referred me to you and i was just like okay i mean i'm dope do it heck yeah yeah that's cool, so. Goldman referral. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's tight. Um, <clears> I feel like <throat> I feel like the that um, that tube emulation plugin you were talking about would also be super helpful in a live scenario, like when you're
1: doing live mm-hmm. mixing. And Could like, be, yeah. It's cool, dude. It it's worth a demo if you haven't tried it. Yeah, it's really sick. And what's it called again? It, tube, like T U P E by good hurts okay and it does tape really well too to be Hmm. honest like most like a good
2: master bus kind of thing potentially like tape wise like if i'm doing Um, lo-fi
1: oh for sure but it's not so it's not the uh the warble of tape well that's not what i'm looking for yeah it's it's literally the, the
2: saturation
1: that's yeah. what it is. Well, yeah, also,
0: okay. mind you, they, it does a really good job at replicating the compression that you get from tubes and tape. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't put it on the master. Honestly, you
1: could. I have. I but I do really sometimes. good. On I love everything good-
2: though. I love a good tape emulation on a master bus specifically for lo-fi hip hop though. Like it doesn't really work on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I know it works for that. Cause you could just put a little bit on it and it kind of yeah. degrades everything just a little bit. I used
1: to have like the slate VTM on my masters for like years and I mm-hmm. swore it made the biggest difference, but like I, I don't, I don't really do like tape stuff on the master anymore unless the, I somehow have made the mix like way too clean yeah you I don't, know, I don't, I don't do that like a I, bit.
0: the only thing I do is so it's actually like one of the first steps I have. Um, everything goes into ozone first and all I'm running in ozone is the EQ and then exciter. And mm-hmm. sometimes like I'll do like some other stuff in there because like spectral shaper sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. but um, all I do is I put a band at somewhere depending on the song between like 60 and 100 hertz. And then I just use the the uh, triode distortion to like kind of
1: that's cool clamp down on the low end,
0: and that's literally it. And like that is like for me, like that's it does everything that the tape Mm -hmm. emulations would do without affecting my high end because I hated how crunchy my masters with
1: compression on the low end too. I have to like I I have to control. I used to like try to like multi band control the whole mix mm-hmm. and then i realized that when i turned it off i it just felt better without it but the yeah, low end it, felt weird and now i just control the low end yeah
0: i i did that too for a while i'd always run a multi <clears> again and then i would mm-hmm. bypass it and i'd be like this sounds way better without it mm-hmm. yeah but like i yeah. felt
1: like it was like kind of tucking everything in like gotcha. night 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 go sleep mm-hmm. but it was like actually like making everything sound soft Mm-hmm.
2: and you're taking away a little bit of this transient that transient yeah. detail yeah
1: and i, I didn't like that but um, dude i just got ns 10s oh yeah I, I saw your picture and dude honestly like i i went back and like did some mix revisions on a couple songs with the ns 10s and they definitely do a thing i don't know how to describe it dude but they do a thing oh for they sure. sound like, bad they the sound terrible like, <laughs> Can I be honest and say that I think they sound cool? No, they sound like, cool, but they sound yeah, bad. Like, <laughs> like a cool compared bad. to the Dutch and Dutches, they're way brighter in the mids. Like mm. 3K and up, they're way brighter. There's a huge roll off in the low end, like at 100 hertz, it just rolls off. Yeah, but it's gone. That's kind of sick because with the Dutch and Dutches, I feel so much. Mm-hmm. And like what I think is like sounding really good is actually just super sub <laughs> and uh, like you can't really hear it mm-hmm. but yeah. as soon as like you turn to the ns10s and you're like oh the bass like i can't really tell the bases there or like and the yeah. transient response on them is so crazy because like you can be like oh like the kick and the snare and the sub were hitting like real good on the dutch and Dutches, but they don't hit on these and then you go in and you adjust on these and like add some saturation or some transient and then switch back to the dutch and dutchess and you're like oh this mix is fat (laughs) yeah that was always that was always like when you would send me a mix and you're like what do you think like
0: how many times i tell you like your low end needs to be more distorted
1: yeah yeah and it's it's not distorted it's like it's just it it was just super low and like in the room it's like whoa like yeah there was just way too much good but it's just mega low versus like the information needed to be like an octave higher. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: why everyone's like, you should probably get subs. And I'm like, I, I don't really think I need subs because, like, my low end always hits mm-hmm. in the car. It I always hits like on it's... headphones. I could hear all of my 808s on my phone yeah. because these speakers, they're super bright. The mid range is decently mm-hmm. scooped. The low end is just enough, but, like, it has that coming off the cone sound. Like, I don't feel yeah. my low end. I just hear it. And, like, I feel like that's it's my nice only toy like... mixing
1: with the Dutch and Dutch is like have that super sub mm-hmm. like to do your initial mix to yeah. like feel it and like well, have that super sub low and bro, then it's when also you so go back to without it mm-hmm. it's it's different it's just like it's like little adjustments yeah,
2: yeah i feel like you're i feel like the NS10s are really for the deep dive like 1000% f- super fine detail stuff mm-hmm. but like every time i've used NS10s i've always I mean, they say if you can make it sound good on NS10s, it'll sound incredible everywhere.
1: I can see that for sure. I could definitely see that. I haven't tried to do like a mix from scratch on them. What's yeah? What are the I'm low mids probably like gonna do that them? today. But
0: sick. Hmm? Are the low mids like the Amphion that we heard? Uh.
2: No, I, I so that was one of the questions that I was going to ask you too because you heard those amp, those five inch Amphion recently, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be like that's the idea for them. I think is they're supposed to be like NS10 replacements.
1: I, they definitely are very similar. They're more like um, an updated NS10. Yeah, but so that's
0: supposed to be the idea.
1: The the NS10s are way brighter than the Amphions. Mm-hmm. But I felt like uh, the Amphion's definitely have a lot more low mid stuff going on, but mm-hmm. it—I don't know if the Amphion's had the same transient detail that or these the, have, or the
2: mid-range separation.
1: Yeah, the the transient detail is like really gnarly on these because it's just two-way, and the Amphion's have that weird thing on the back that like I, port thing or whatever yeah it's, it's just no, like a amphions separate it's like a sealed. separate woofer oh okay but i don't know if it has the same transient detail that these have like i feel like there's the amphions ultimately probably are a better speaker for sure but the these are comparable like i would say these are 90 percent of what amphion is minus like some of the weird like if you shifted 3k 3 to 5k down to like 500 to 800 that's what an amphion is on the ns Gotcha.
2: that's i mean it just it really it seems like a lot of people have made such great records on those not the amphions but the ns 10 specifically that Mm -hmm. like to me if it get if it sounds it's not about sounding good Yeah. Like those kinds aren't about sounding good. Like they sound not not, fun to listen to. Yeah. They're not fun to listen to, but that's the point.
1: Yeah. Because once you get them to where you're like, Oh, like I can listen to this you've gotten somewhere
2: and then you switch it back to the other one and you're yeah. like the detail is just crazy yeah. and you have way honest, more separation and
1: the the stereo image on them is really cool like i swear they like i i can tell panning way better and i can tell reverb way better probably because they're not full
2: frequency so you're not yeah. having to deal with low-end stereo stuff mm-hmm. which probably muddy like Freeze up your ears. Well, for sure. Because,
0: so the, the Dutch and Dutch are like the... Like as far as... I forget what the technical term is, but like if we're talking about like directivity, like They're the Dutch and Dutch have the best response out of any speaker out right now. Mm-hmm. Because like you're literally able to still place things depending on whether or not you're off axis. Just yeah. because of like how the waveguide is. Mm-hmm. Um, And so... I think what you're hearing is actually the opposite of that. Is it, maybe getting, that's what it
1: is? You're getting more separation
0: yeah. because it's not
1: as precise. Yeah, but I I like like that. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. being able to tell because, like I keep I like the Dutch and Dutches. They're dope. I've been able to do good mixes on them, but I'm not doing. Now that these are up here, and I don't plan to keep these here. These are gonna go to my house. Mm-hmm. But having both of them together. I feel like did that thing where I like felt like I leveled up like ten percent. Yeah, it's that it's that
2: one thing that you've been like yeah. searching for to like how can mm-hmm. I make my mixes just that much better.
1: Yeah, and now what I want to do is try to find one speaker that does what both of them do, and honestly so, get rid of the like probably get PMC sixty.
2: Uh, yeah, so I was gonna say PMC yeah. is sound or or um atcs or or something like like that or like a full
1: range amphion system
2: yeah yeah
0: uh, either those three will probably do it for you yeah even like the neumanns would be able to do that Mm. because i
1: i i love the sub low end on these dutch and Dutches, but Mm -hmm. just everything sounds so good like you could put a super bad mix through it and still be able to like listen to it and bump it and think oh this sounds cool unless it's that new loath record because that (laughs) sounds awful I haven't listened but, to it but, yet. Didn't come out today. And guess what? Yesterday. We're probably not going to listen to it.
0: No, we probably not. It sounds so, so bad. It sucks.
1: It's <laughs> like one of it was the big I like, I posted earlier. It's the I already had my biggest disappointment of 2022. Started and out came out the gate early. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, like, I yeah, dude, I, I, I switched it to the NS10s to and I thought I was going to bleed. Oof.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Too much, oh, especially in that like upper mid range area. It's gross, dude. It's disgusting. It's the nastiest thing I've ever heard. Mm. The um, yeah, I, I've because I've toyed around with the idea of like maybe I should just fully switch to NS tens and headphones. What do
1: you have now again?
2: They're HS sevens. They're not anything crazy. Oh, yeah.
1: They're probably similar though, because the sevens. The sevens are supposed to be the ones that sound the closest to NS tens. Yeah, but I, to be honest, dude, I feel like if if you're toying with the idea of NS tens, you should maybe get like a two point two setup and literally get like an NS ten on each side and then two mono subwoofers and be able to turn them off.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I. I I don't know if my room is big enough to need a subwoofer.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say this earlier. I'm sorry. I just totally interrupted you. You're good. Problem with the 8Cs is that they're so good at picking up transient detail that, like, every, like, like what you were saying, like, everything sounds good on it. And Mm -hmm. I, I like, my first time using those speakers, I remember I was like, man, these drums bump. And then I, like, came back Mm -hmm. here and I listened on my speakers and I
1: was like, uh uh. Like, not at all. Yeah, you know, It's so like, weird because they're just they, – they make everything sound good. So, like, well, you're actively – when you're mixing on them, like, it's easy to get everything in the pocket, but it's not easy to get everything sounding great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I, I think that's why it's, like, those speakers are so popular with mastering engineers because mm-hmm. you could hear everything on them. Yeah. And when you're mastering, yeah. like, yeah, you want to be able to hear everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Brandon but switched like, to if, those, and he said it's, like, 50x to his mastering.
0: yeah. And then I said that they're extremely hyped, and he was like, "No, they aren't." And I was like, "Yes, they are. They definitely are. Oh, they're hyped. They're, they're
1: like the most. Yeah. They
0: are. They were one of the most hyped speakers that we listened to at Vintage King, besides the X Machines."
1: Oh God, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with those.
2: Yeah, the small um,
0: ones were sick, but they're. right
2: yeah, but yeah, the I I so I had toyed around with the idea of maybe just going straight in S tens, um, or. Going results si- PMC results sixes because I don't need a huge speaker in my yeah. room.
1: <clears throat> I thought about results sixes at my home studio too, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. Like I, I've never heard I, them though. That's the point, I haven't heard problem. them either, and that's what how I feel about the six twos. Also, like I really want to try to get in touch with somebody to be like, hey, what can I do for you to like send me a pair of six twos for like three. Like two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and me make sure that I really like them, and then literally throw these on, like throw the Dutch and Duches on reverb and sell them, and just keep either yeah. keep the six twos or send them back because I yeah. I would hate to go listen to, one I don't know where to go listen to PMCs,
2: you can't do so you that's can't, the thing they, they take like, them to your you house you can't find them anywhere,
1: <laughs> yeah so do you, and I'm in do Atlanta you have spider I'm not on in Facebook? LA mm-hmm. so. Like spiders not gonna bring me a pair of six twos.
0: Yeah, but yeah. he might know somebody. Like, what are, they might have an Atlanta rep. I mean,
1: Atlanta's they might maybe. have a
0: guy.
2: Yeah, I would actually reach out. He would be the guy to know. I
1: did reach out to him, and I haven't heard anything back. But I don't know what he he he's a busy man. Yeah, but I would I want to make sure that I like him before I like. I would hate to go through the hassle of selling these and then getting those and being like, and on top of that, on top of that,
2: I mean, that's the same thing for me. It's like, I want to make sure that they work. Not only do I like them, do they work for me. I would completely zero out a song and mix an entire, probably like two or three songs on them Mm -hmm. in that, in two or three different genres. Yeah, exactly. But then on top of that, I need to make sure that it works in this room specifically like
0: i need yeah to make that's
1: sure. how i feel i need to make sure that it sounds good in here
0: yeah exactly like Bro, i'll be honest like if you're using hs7s like you could get literally anything and you'll be like oh yeah oh, this i is know an you know what i, I mean? mean
2: i know but i but so yeah. like, the, the thing is i want to get the right thing like i don't want to go for sure speaker hunting
0: yeah honestly i, I like, think we'll that the result sixes might be a little bit too hi-fi sounding for you I would probably check into, like, the Shape Twins because you get extra headroom. And then, like, with the EQ built into them, like, these are actually really flat whenever I don't have my high-end mm-hmm. maxed out. And... uh because like what I like about like the HS series is like you could tell when your low ends right whenever yeah. like you could hear it yeah and like that's kind of how these are except for me it's whenever I could either feel my low end or like it really sounds like the song's bumping then I know it's too much the, the other, unless you're the, on
1: HS8s and then yeah. you have no idea what your mids sound like I hated the HS8s on them <laughs> exactly. at a different place. I can't even I could not
2: mix mm-hmm. on them to save my life
1: no, they have I, a transient limiter on them
2: I know it like and it, you it, dude everything sounded so distorted in such a bad
1: way dude i when i used to mix on hs8s i would go out to my car and be like why is the snare literally attacking me now yeah dude <laughs> yeah, that's how exactly. it was for
0: my Dynaudio's, audios and that's how it also was for like the jbls i started on they those i have started such, on
1: jbls like... and then went to Dynaudio's. <laughs> wait what'd you say i started on jbls the lsr 305s i think i had the 308s yeah and then i went to hs8s and then dynaudio bmx5s with a yeah, sub i had the oid7s and mm-hmm. the speakers sucked and uh <laughs> i liked them more than the hs
0: no,
2: the uh, thing yeah. is the
0: thing is my hs7s i'm just
2: so used to them at this point it's like i mean that happens yeah well and so that's the other that's the other problem is that if i am gonna switch like i want to make sure that I like them. I can mix well on them, kind of from the get, but th- they're mm-hmm. also going to level me up enough, especially if they're, like, 3,000 per speaker. Yeah. You know, speakers. For sure. Like, I want to make sure need, that they're good.
1: You live close enough to Nashville where you should just go to Vintage King. I have. Day.
2: I've gone before. They didn't have Ampheons last time because that was my other option. Mm-hmm. I think they had or- them
1: when I went there a couple, like, six months ago.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm cuz we went, we went, we went with Bowman cuz he was looking for Amphions and I think he ended up going with Barefoot's because that's what they had and he didn't have yeah exactly and he didn't have any <laughs> they didn't have any Amphions they didn't have a whole lot but he needed new speakers cuz he had, had just blown I think yeah so he went with Barefoot's cuz they were the closest thing that he had to whatever he had before um Mm-hmm. but yeah I, they didn't mm-hmm. i, I want to try some top end amphions but uh cory loves his and mm-hmm. his mixes is really leveled up whenever he got his as far as like his yeah. detail mm-hmm. um, yeah r- r-
1: r- the, the amphions are great dude if i had if i had had enough money to buy them i would have that's the other problem yeah <laughs> well, that's the thing like expensive. as i get more mixing work like that's the
0: goal is I just want to get a set of small Amphions and I'm going to mix on them and then mm-hmm. make sure they bump on my Focals and then just go mm-hmm. from there. Because, like, honestly, these speakers, I think that they're fantastic. I hate that they don't have a ton of headroom, but they have more headroom than the, than the single driver mm-hmm. shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, Vintage King really taught me a lot just listening from each speaker. Like, the only yeah. two speakers that actually made sense with my ears were the Focal Trio 6s and then the tiny Amphions. And, like, that's... Yeah. Great, like.
2: Yeah, I need to go to Vintage King in Nashville again and do some A-B testing.
0: And then you'll also be able to tell how weird and bad barefoots are. They're so bad. Every single one of them is awful. Literally, we listened to three different sets of barefoots, and every single time we were just like, next. Yeah even dude even okay so like Justin was with us and Justin doesn't know anything about audio nothing he was he just like why those sound bad he <laughs> shows up he drinks margaritas and then he sings that's his job and he was literally he was literally standing there he goes ew why do they sound like that <laughs> a guy who doesn't even work on music
2: that's yeah. so funny
0: literally was like ew <laughs> like, <No>. yeah <laughs> dude They're bad. It was actually really cool having him there because it was interesting, like hearing like what he listens to. Just like
2: raw takes, yeah. 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 Who doesn't know anything about audio? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It
0: was pretty cool because like it's funny like people gravitate towards like basically the same thing, whether you know a lot or you know a little. But it was especially Mm -hmm. funny for him whenever he was like, "Ooh, because the the barefoots just sounded terrible." Like, yeah, you really have those like.
1: I, you really do. You have like the the client pleasing speakers, and then you have this like the microsurgery speaker. Mm-hmm. And, and there's barefoot, like, like there's tries bunch, to be There's all like of them. yeah, you got like you have like your your Dutch and Dutch, and like maybe kind of barefoot. If Bare, I would I would consider barefoot a client yeah. pleasing speaker. And then you have like your NS10 Amphion, and then there's mm-hmm. a bunch of speakers that are in between. And it's 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 pretty like i feel like in a in a professional environment you got to have one and you got to have the other like you got to have both Mm -hmm. because they're there if you get one in the middle you're gonna feel like oh man like this is missing this or your people they're gonna come to work are gonna like leave and be like i can't tell if that sounded good yeah you know what i mean what's funny about that is yeah. for
0: me almost all of the focal's besides maybe the SM nines are very much somewhere in between because the high end is extremely revealing and mm-hmm. like like almost hard to listen to like on the trios yeah. that that upgraded tweeter man I don't think I really like it the that beryllium much, one like, yeah I worked on my the favorite mixes sounded before.
1: bad <laughs> yeah or I worked on the focal twin six Bs and I did not like it no those things
0: suck. Mm. but the trios are tight. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like they're kind of like that where they have that weird, like, like almost boxy low end to them, Mm -hmm. but then they're scooped and then they're also really bright. Like, yeah, it it doesn't make sense, but like, that's kind of like like the ATCs
1: where I felt like the ATCs were like, they almost sounded like a more like low end heavy NS10. I
0: love that's really cool. I mean,
1: that's what Seth's on, right? No, not yet, but he will be.
0: But but they are cool. From what everybody told me, they were all like, you would hate ATCs and you would hate Neumanns. The ATCs, I listened to them and I was like, yo, I would love to mix on these. I love how soft Mm -hmm. those cones are. Like you can hear the transients in a different way, which is really, really cool. That is cool. And then Mm -hmm. the Neumanns were sick because the Neumanns just just
1: sounded like they were just kind of boring, but they were the less cool version of the ATCs.
0: Yeah, like if if I got those, I know I wouldn't mix a bad
1: song on them. Yeah, you know? Drew, you might actually really like the Neumanns? either the Neumanns or the ATCs. Yeah, yeah so you I, probably I,
2: would. They were also both of those are also on my list. I the I think the the key that I'm trying to think of, and this actually ties into um trying to do like a home setup conversation, mm-hmm. is like thinking in terms of like a studio room, like where you're at right now, is yeah. a lot different than thinking of a room like this that i'm in right now and like what you're trying to build at your house
1: Mm -hmm. you have the room where it's like i'm the only person that's going to be in here like i don't need a couch behind me Mm -hmm. i don't need like multiple chairs in here like i'm the only person that's going to be in here and it's for me to work and then in in this room it's like i have the couch i have three chairs and i have people in that want me to turn the song up so they can write to it and like it's there's a big difference mm-hmm. between those two things and the tools that are needed for those two things are totally different like here I have like a full Apollo setup works great for tracking in a live room tracking stuff like it works great but ultimately like if I was in a mixing room like my plan is to get that RME ADI 2 Pro that's mm-hmm. like the best DAC that exists oh yeah to because I just want to be able to hear my speakers the best that they can sound.
2: Well, I I I'm, I tore myself apart when I was trying to figure out what interface I was going to go to next, and mm-hmm. I went with the Apollo because I do tracking here. Yeah, uh, but I almost went full Antelope.
1: Yeah, I dude. See, I don't. I don't think there's a difference between Antelope and Apollo. I, I've heard that.
2: So every time I've used an Antelope system. I do feel like there is a, there's like a small difference. Mm-hmm. Well, is maybe at best, this level.
0: Maybe like, on yeah, the it's
2: way, all very small. No, it's, a in, it's a top end. It's a top end thing. Like,
0: like yeah. well, that, that's the thing. Whenever you're at that price point, like, yeah, it, it's all very small difference. Yeah, in it's it's you're talking
1: like two to five percent on everything. Like, oh yeah, like, for sure. The difference. But I, between, like, I just
2: feel like <clears throat> the separation was a little better with the antelopes than they are mm-hmm. with the Apollos yeah in the times that i've used them but it's so negligible that i was like i i need the cap i need the tracking capability from the apollo more than i don't need
1: for sure and just like the whole plug-in like ecosystem and everything is Mm -hmm. really great on the apollo compared to other ones i mean i feel like another one of these graphs you know what i mean like you have like your apollo and your antelope live right here if we're talking like high-end yeah like conversion yep like yet the low end of high end conversion is apollo and antelope yep and then apogee and yep. then you have links yep links and rme yep and then you have lavery and like prism oh yeah
2: yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking like multi-thousand dollar like yeah setups for two channels
1: yeah and it's that shit's unnecessary yeah, <laughs> unless you're a master
2: mastering engineer yeah, but that's that's where like most of the but link stuff really, is like mastering engineers there,
1: yeah in between there though is still like this whole range like mm-hmm. is only a two to five percent difference really mm-hmm. like when it comes down to it like maybe the difference between an apollo and a lavery might be ten percent you know, but the price difference is like is a not five hundred percent price difference. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well, it- that that's another thing is uh, you know, there's so many different like ecosystems now. Like mm. I, I don't know how I would be able to be as fast on Pro Tools if I was recording vocals in Pro Tools. But their carbon system is almost undeniable.
1: The carbon you know? thing I think is right there with uh, in the middle with Apogee and yeah, like RME. Yeah. Cuz uh, Apogee converters truly sound better than the Apollo so, and the Oh 100%. Converters. So you mentioned so like mm-hmm.
2: uh, so Shane uses a full Pro Tools rig. Yeah. For his setup and I think he had talked about maybe switching over to the Carbon setup cuz he uses a card right now. Yeah. Um he Dude, so Carbon he, is
1: sick. Like their converters are really good. Like those those devices are sick. dope. <laughs> Justin, Justin just Justin just came in and stared at me through the window and he's smiling and waving at me That's i'm funny. on a podcast tell justin i said hey i'll see you in a minute <laughs> um <laughs> no you can't come in no hi justin
2: we love the door's you doors locked doors locked <laughs> um but no, So like that on the conversion side Is very similar to like the conversation That we're having with like the, the speaker side of things Right so It's It's one of those things where I don't need Really an, I think an 8 inch speaker is probably Going to be too much
1: I could see that somewhere between
2: Like yeah. a 6 Like a 6.5 is kind of like the sweet spot In like square yeah. Mid sized room like smallish mid sized mm-hmm. rooms
1: if it has yeah i could totally see that i think that like i think you just need to try because i used to work out of a really small room Mm -hmm. like for a long time and still wished that i like i was missing low end you know what i mean but i feel like that also comes down to like how you have your room set up
2: yeah that's what what i I was gonna say i feel like room tuning can fix some of that too
1: yeah, dude, I stopped using room well, room tuning software. Well, not, not software. But, I'm talking, like yeah, like physical room adjustment. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like that. I mean, just put your speakers next to the wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, and like that's end. the
2: other reason I'm thinking about MP- it PMC's because they're made to go against the wall. Yeah, like the way mm-hmm. that they're made is literally everything's front facing. That like yep. subwoofer, like. Aerodynamic thing, yeah, that they
1: the have At on the, the ATL thing, yeah. That thing, like oh.
2: it's made to be fully pressed mm-hmm. up against the wall.
0: And well, so, so yep. is so is any ported speaker type. But
2: I but I mean like you know I mean? specifically not ported any sealed speaker any sealed speaker. You know? But yeah. I'm saying yeah, PMC's specifically PMCs were made for like that motion of being pushed up against. the wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's like the biggest issue with barefoots is whenever they have those side-firing woofers, it just unlocks a world of awful problems, and
1: then
0: you're never able to do anything. Every single time I've heard barefoots, I was like, yo, these are sick, and then the person goes, oh, yeah, but I'm running sonar works, and then they take it off, and I'm like, oh, my God, what's up with that low end? The cone filter is
1: crazy on barefoots. It's because it's throwing your low end all out of phase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's No matter
0: what. And that's why that's why PMCs are so good is because of the whole active transmission line thing. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, you know, that's why like a lot of people love brands like uh, ATC or mm-hmm. Anthem. It's because they're sealed. Like technically, my speakers mm-hmm. are sealed, even though they have like the little radiators on the side. That's mm-hmm. to that's to help compensate for the pressure inside of the speaker. Yeah. So yeah. in here. Like my last speakers reported every single room I went to, I couldn't tell what was going on. It even had a setting for up against the wall, even though they reported. It sounded terrible. These, all I do is any room I'm in, I just put them up against the wall and then it sounds perfect. Yeah. You know, even whenever I was in that concrete, trashy room that I tried to rent out (laughs) for a little bit, like I was able to mix in there. And mind you, this room was super, super loud because mm-hmm. of it, like, it was literally a concrete floor and then just like drywall all around me. There was Nightmare. nothing in there to absorb anything. But even also, before I, I put treatment in there, it sounded better.
1: The, you know? My old A7Xs are still like some of my favorite speakers.
2: So I've heard... I, so, speaking of YouTube, there's a YouTube guy uh, who... His name's Sanjay. Mm-hmm. Has, like a bunch of like gear he does like it's actually really cool it's how i stay up on gear news he does a Mm -hmm. gear news saturday where he like basically does highlights from across the music industry of like studio gear and stuff yeah um and he did this thing where he mixed the same song on five different pairs of speakers and then just like raw bounced them and then like played them side Mm -hmm. by side and i was like that's a really interesting experiment just yeah. kind of in general, um, it is, and I found myself really liking the Neumanns and the um, the A seven Xs.
1: Dude, I loved the A seven Xs. Like the only, the only thing that makes sense, like made sense for me to upgrade from them was to something like gnarly, mm-hmm. because like I've, I don't know, they they still if 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 all of my stuff broke and I put the A seven Xs in, it would be fine. Matt like, Rad
0: said the same thing about his A7xs. There's yeah, like, it would be because like he went from. Uh, I think he was still running the A7xs before he got the PMCs because he had that big crazy. I forget the brand of those speakers, like the main systems. Yeah, for, uh, Osbergers. Yeah, yeah, there's like yeah, yeah,
2: huge things. The soft yeah, so ones. I
0: believe he still was running A7xs at that time, and then he sold everything, and then just got the PMCs. Which PMCs
2: are he using?
0: The two two eights. The two two eights? Okay. He he even said that like, yeah, like I love my A seven X's. Like if I had them right now, I wouldn't even be upset, you know? Yeah. Which kind of
2: great. says a
1: lot, you know? How's the transient
2: great. detail on those and also the ATCs since you guys heard those recently?
1: I think the ATCs were pretty pretty great when it came to transient detail. The, it's a different the kind A7Xs, of Uh the A seven Xs are boomy at like one one eighty. Pretty much. okay. Like 180, there's a lot of thump.
2: Yeah. So, so it's like kick, like bass thump, like bass guitar kind of weird
1: resonance frequencies? Uh, yeah, and like low snare, like snare thump. There's lots of yeah. snare thump in them. Also,
0: gotcha. with, it, with the ATCs, like, um, we're, we're talking about three really soft speakers, you know? Mm-hmm. So the ATCs, like, it's almost like you can actually hear that speaker hitting like whenever i heard the kick hit it's almost like i heard the
1: speaker move itself you know yeah well like that's how these ns like, 10s are
0: yeah well something like you know your 8c's or like my focal like like are such rigid speakers that mm-hmm. those transients are different like i i learned yeah. i really like rigid speakers yeah Same. um
2: uh, yeah that I, I, I'm thinking about a lot of this a lot this year because my two major purchases this year that I want to get are a new set of speakers and I need to get a new laptop.
1: Mm-hmm. Get an um, M1 Max. Dude,
2: that's what I'm doing. Yep. Well, I'm going, I think I'm doing M1 Pro, but I'm doing the, or no, I'm doing the 14 inch M1 Max, but like the lower tier M1 Max.
1: I would suggest. Just do it so you get can get the, the 16 inch. For fan reasons? Yes. Gotcha. 'Cause it I got the sixteen inch M One Max and already like running Rosetta and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it runs exactly the same as my twenty nineteen Mac Pro. That's right. So like crazy. it runs all of my sessions exactly the same, no stutters, nothing. And I'm imagining once everything's optimized for it, it's gonna like murder that computer. Uh, and it's also a fourth of the price.
2: Yeah, I heard so I heard um or not, I heard, I watched a video of somebody doing a test on it. It was the maxed out one. Uh, it's mm-hmm. this, this uh, lo-fi producer named Eldre, who's mm-hmm. a YouTuber. Um, he did a test where he was screen capping. He was running... He uses Ableton, so his like buffer size was like 128, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was screen capping. He was running his full master chain at 128 buffer size and mm-hmm. he was streaming to twitch at the same time
1: yeah it's it's like running lowly, obs dude.
2: and all of that and like mm-hmm. the fan didn't even come on
1: yeah even like dude my computer doesn't get hot like and just it's it's insane i know that in the future it's literally gonna like be the craziest thing i've ever experienced mm-hmm. yeah i so i know i'm
2: gonna get that computer it's it's while i'm figuring out my speakers is the main thing the computer is going to come first for sure but the the speakers are going to be like hopefully a back half of the year purchase so i want to try and figure out and go here as much as i can
1: you should for sure you should definitely like set up an appointment with vintage king at nashville and even if you have the time go to the one in la Mm because they have Uh, more
2: yeah i was thinking about because you guys went without me sorry (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't have gone anyway. (laughs) My bad, dude. It's okay. Um, I couldn't have gone anyway. I didn't have the money for it. So the uh,
1: I I ain't got plane ticket money, dude. I mean, it was uh, the trip was
2: cool. I guess. Yeah, (laughs) this trip was cool. I guess. Um, The but no, yeah, I want to go out at some point this year. I got friends out there. I need to visit anyway. Mm -hmm. So. it, barring the world doesn't re-shut down, I'm going to try to make yeah. a plan to go out there.
1: That's so annoying.
2: At some point <laughs> this year. so I know Josh is trying to make plans to go out of there again, too. So maybe we'll just go together.
1: There you go. Y'all <laughs> can hug. The whole way. <laughs> the whole way. <laughs> on the plane and lights. everything. Just <laughs> I mean, on these flights now with them so cramped, you basically don't have a choice but to hug each other Exactly, anyway, so. Bro, exactly. I'm
0: out. All my flights were so spacious.
1: Really? Or what?
0: They were so spacious, dude.
1: Dude, every flight I've been on has been
0: full. I had the middle seat free. I had the two seats next to me free. On the <laughs> way down to Atlanta, it was it was pretty rough because it was a Boeing. But then on the way back, I had an Airbus. I was all sprawled out, dude. Nice.
1: <laughs> dude. I think for the future, I'm always going to buy Delta Comfort Plus because it's like it's thirty, so forty nice. dollars more. And I feel like it's worth it. It's super worth
2: it. Because uh, yeah. I I fly like mainly Delta and I'm I I flew from uh, I flew to Germany and I didn't
1: get Comfort Plus and that was a mistake. Oh, I would die. It was a mistake. It was a direct flight. I would die, dude. Even just coming back from Portland, it was like a five hour flight and I was so cramped. I was like, dude, I swear. Like I was thinking, like, what if I went like on a longer than five hour flight?
2: So think about this. Think about this. It was eight hours there. Oh. It was 10 hours back Ooh. because like the wind is like against yeah. you that direction yeah. so yeah it adds 2 hours to go from Dusseldorf back to Atlanta Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's a long flight to be no, cramped you. to be
1: cramped like that around a bunch no. of sweaty band dudes oh god dude <laughs> yeah I will be definitely purchasing at least comfort plus yes, for definitely. every flight in the future
2: big suggest Please yeah. definitely do it that 5 uh, inches
1: of leg room sounds like a lifesaver. Oh yeah, for sure. The, especially when you're trying to nap. Yeah. Mm. I tried uh, we took a red eye back and I tried to sleep and I literally couldn't. Yeah. It, it was, was basically a 24-hour flight for me to fly back. It was, oh, it was ridiculous.
0: Awful.
2: Um <laughs> it's very valid. the so what uh as we're coming to a close, yeah. um what what's something that you're stoked on right now?
1: Oh, um I'm stoked to be working with other artists. I'm honestly stoked to be doing YouTube stuff because I think it's going to be pretty fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I'm really stoked to like start working out of my house. I know it sounds like ridiculous. It sounds like opposite of what most people want to do. Like, but I just really want to like be able to like decide, hey, like I don't really have anything crazy going on today. So I'm going to just take my hard drive home and work at home on my own pace and like be a hermit and not have to talk to anybody
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's really nice i did that today and like i woke up so we wake up we get the baby up and like you know aaron took the baby with her and drops mm-hmm. him off uh with her mom to on fridays and then so i when i was here by myself at like eight o'clock from eight to ten I was just yeah. chilling. I did about it's nice two hours of like video editing this morning and like mm. podcast stuff and preparation stuff. And then I took a lunch break and watched Cowboy Bebop for like an hour.
1: Yeah, dude. Sounds great.
2: It was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then like I came back and got a little bit more stuff. I'm still in yeah. my freaking sweatpants.
1: Yeah, I just like I I uh I wanna just one of my goals for this year is just really figure out how to like step myself into just mixing way more mm-hmm. so that's like what i'm putting all of my eggs into right now but like, well,
2: it also kind of sounds like you want to to make your life a lot less stressful and going so much
1: well yeah and i also want to feel like i'm like actually moving mm-hmm. somewhere because like i do a lot of stuff for teddy but like with the way that the label is and stuff like I kind of feel like really stagnant in my career Mm -hmm. because I can mix all these live things and I can, but that's like not why I'm here. I'm not here to like mix live stuff. I'm here to like do songs with Jayton and and, mix records. Yeah. And mix the, at least mix those songs. And I don't really even get that opportunity because of the A&Rs and stuff. So Mm -hmm. if I can't be given that, I'm going to just like make that path for myself.
2: Yeah, dude go you for know. it. Dude, I'm I'm such on the same vibe with you on when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, Josh is too. It's a situation of like if no one else is going to give us the opportunity, we're just going to make the opportunity happen for ourselves. Yeah, cuz
1: what am I supposed to do? Just like sit here and be like, "Oh man, like eventually." Like, no, the- <laughs>
2: yeah well i mean yeah like why would you do that's counterproductive
1: yeah i'm also like also that's how you get depressed yeah i'm not getting any younger either and i'm not like i felt like for a while like my career was like doing this and now i feel like it's just like yeah that yeah it's just not a good feel it's not a good feeling yeah also like in the future like what if i like want to just like up and move to a different city Mm -hmm. like i've i kind of like don't really like work with artists all the time like i used to and i don't like really want to start working with artists like producing and engineering but i if i'm just mixing like i could literally just up and move to japan if i want to do bro you know especially I mean?
2: if you got like if you got a dope room to check some stuff on like once a week and you just mix yeah. on headphones and you do like mix tweaks mm-hmm. at a room once a week like you're yeah. low overhead too
1: yeah it's like super simple that's all i really want to do is just mix that's the one thing that like i enjoy doing more than anything yeah dude lee thanks for coming for a part two man thanks dude absolutely it was fun i know it's always always fun
2: to like just come and chat and like hang out and it's weird
1: that we're doing this like all formal and stuff because like we're like friends i know but yeah it's part of it you know whatever i see josh on facetime daily taking a poop So we don't talk enough because I've, bro, that um, snap I sent earlier was wild. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet because I was eating lunch. I don't know what I was going to get into. <laughs> that's Good hey, that's fair, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair though. That's fair though. Yeah,
2: dude, thanks for coming and hanging out. Absolutely, uh, we're gonna put hourglassroom dot com below. We're gonna put your Same. YouTube stuff below and all your all your stuff, all your all videos and all thanks, your see. things. And yeah, we'll link you link you up but dude thanks Sick. for coming and hanging out and thank you for listening uh listener and we'll see you later
1: later bye